Welcome to Quit Bleeping Around, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve more in life. Here's your host, Christina Eanes. Hey, Super Achievers. Today I'm interviewing Andrea Hancock. Andrea loves assisting overwhelmed professionals, individuals in transition, and downsizing families to gain more control in their lives and manage less chaos in their homes and workspaces through her company, Dexterous Organizing. Welcome, Andrea. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Christine. Well, we have uh, run into each other in our professional lives in a number of capacities in the last few years, and I thought you have a great topic to share with listeners. But before we jump into that, can you share about your background? What brought you to what you're doing today? Yes. Well, as you've probably already addressed your audience, I'm a professional organizer. And before I got into that industry, I was an accountant. Um, And I was an accountant who hated math when I was (laughs) started out. (laughs) Um, And what I learned that I loved about accounting is the organizational piece. There is a group of numbers and a group of information that need to be defined, organized, grouped, um, and balanced. And that was the piece that I related to and, and um, connected with, um, mm-hmm. I think, in the accounting field. Um, and it's very much steps-oriented and cycles. Um, so when I was looking to... Um, start a business, I found professional organizing, ironically, on television, like we all um, have life-changing events that start on television, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And um, it was a show called Clean House. Uh, The host was Niecy Nash, and the professional organizer on the show was Linda Coopersmith. And I was like, oh, this this is a thing? And so, of course, I started to research it on the internet, and I found the National Association, it was then called the National Association of Professional Organizers, NAPO, but now it's much longer and complicated. I'm just joking. It's it's the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals. Um, We're adding in that productivity piece, which is what we'll talk about today later, hopefully. Um, But um, I found them online and I decided to um, check them out. I went to, um, they have chapters all over the country. I went to the D.C. chapter meeting and found out to be a chapter member, you have to be a national member. So I eventually joined both. And um, a few. I started my business. A few months later, I went to conference and I was like, this is it. These are my people. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. And I've been going ever since. And that was uh, 2010. Nice. So you help people get organized. Your company does, essentially. Yes. I and my company both. (laughs) (laughs) So part of that is um, you've really dived into the the psychological aspects. I'm sure there's a whole bunch of stuff involved in that. And in particular today, you were going to talk about overcoming overwhelm. So what are some tips for our listeners on on how to do that? Well, overwhelm comes from various avenues Um, and and the coaching piece that I do with, with my clients um, is bringing awareness to whatever is the challenge or the, or the problem that they're trying to solve. 
And so the first question I usually ask people, and we get this usually in the, in the consultation piece, is what's causing the overwhelm? Sometimes people know immediately. Maybe it's a transition that they're experiencing, um, a death, a divorce. Um, they, they just got married or had a baby or got a new job. Or, and they just is, are having a hard time recalibrating with that. Um, and sometimes they are unaware of mm. what's causing the overwhelm. They, they may say, I used to be organized or um, suddenly something happened and I just have no motivation. Or So just bringing awareness. Or they may not have the skill set and then they realize that and would like to learn better organizational systems or time management systems. So if people don't know what's causing the overwhelm, how do you help them dive into that to figure it out, to become more aware? Well, oftentimes I realize throughout the years that people are more alike than we're different. Often we get, we get the same questions. Is this the worst case you've seen? Or I know you've probably haven't met anyone like me. <laughs> and <laughs> oftentimes it's not the case. So even during um, our discovery calls or in-person consultations, um, people give cues to some of the same things we've seen in the past. Um, uh-huh. And a lot of times as I mentioned before, they fall into a category of something in in transition. They're in transition for some reason. Um, They've had a change, a major life change. Um, Or it could be they struggle with a brain-based condition like ADHD. Um, They could have a a traumatic brain injury. Um, They suffer with um, anxiety or depression that causes highs and lows in their energy. Um, And then the motivation for organization or for productivity decreases dramatically um, in waves that they may or may not understand. Some people are aware they have a brain-based condition. Some people have um, gotten through it through life not knowing that they have it. So a series of questions we'll ask during the consultation can kind of narrow down what the situation is. And sometimes it could be a combination of things. They also are going through a transition as well as having a brain-based condition. And then things just get wow. very <laughs> chaotic very quickly. <laughs> yes. Very over- overwhelming. Yes. We'll, we'll make a new term, right? <laughs> yeah. So I can see. So um, maybe if, if you're not sure what's causing the overwhelm, you know, talk it out with someone else, talk it out with a coach, journal, uh, go talk to your doctor even. I can, it sounds like. Yes. We sometimes yeah. make recommendations um, if a person is open to um, exploring um, their brain-based condition and even um, understanding or being comfortable with, you know, of course we set boundaries. We want to respect a person's privacy and and confidentiality, but um, under, you know, sometimes they are diagnosed by say a family doctor or general practitioner, but maybe, um, and they may have gotten some type of medication from, um, that level of doctor, but maybe um, making su- suggestions for seeing a therapist or a psychologist that could um, have more background in ADHD or uh, more information and better equipped to, to help them cope. Nice. So awareness is the first step, it sounds like, becoming aware of 
the challenge or the problem, what's causing the overwhelm, then what's the next step or the next tip for actually overcoming that to being more productive? Well, once we focus on what the challenge is, we can then start to um, overcome that challenge. So for instance, um, if it's a person that's going through transition, it could be a simple solution of delegating. But a lot of times mm-hmm. when a person's overwhelmed, even the delegation piece seems overwhelming. They don't know yeah. who to turn to. They may not even know that um, there's services that um, can help in a certain situation. Um, for instance, I'm always offering people to um, try out uh, grocery delivery services. People don't even realize yeah. that outside of maybe Peapod, um, and they have some constraints that there's services um, like Instacart that can deliver groceries within an hour of your order. Um, wow. So sometimes there's situations that, you know, if there's overwhelming chaos that demand, you know, a short turnaround of time, you can solve problems quickly because of certain services or um, products that exist that they may not realize. Um, oh, huge. Yeah. And then even teaching them how to delegate. Sometimes people say, I try to delegate and things don't get done. <laughs> or only people okay. do it better than How me. did you delegate? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, yeah. you know, being precise in instructions or knowing what to expect, knowing, you know, mantras like good is better than perfect, um, that everyone's not going to do it the way you do it, but it's going to get done. Those are some of the trainings or consulting or tips that we can give, resources we can give after we've brought awareness help with. So I can see we're, we're aware that we're in overwhelm. Now we're aware of why we're in overwhelm. And then it sounds like maybe just sitting down and writing out everything. It's funny because I just went through this process not too long ago. <laughs> sitting down and writing out everything that needs to be done, everything that's on our plate. Mm-hmm. And then it sounds like one of the first steps is, okay, what can I delegate to others? And getting creative in that thought process. Yes. Like, man, when you when you talked about um, grocery store delivery services, my brain went like, okay, <laughs> I could do that. Uh, <laughs> I could look at one of those apps that people you like, you sign them up to do tasks for you. Yes. Maybe I could get the neighborhood kid to do this, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. thinking about all of the different creative ways you can delegate out the work. So what do you do then after that part when you're left with the stuff that still needs to get done and you can't delegate it? Well, to-dos can be in three categories. You delegate it, you do it yourself, or you realize you don't need to do it at all. <laughs> <laughs> Dump it. <laughs> exactly. So um, when you do it yourself, you have to realize, do I have the knowledge and skills and the time to, and the focus to do it? Um, And then actually knowing how long things take. A lot of times people are overwhelmed because the idea of doing it, it may, this is going to take me (laughs) 25,000 hours. (laughs) I'm laughing because I have two projects right now (laughs) just on my plate like that. (laughs) But in reality, either it's only going to take you 20 minutes or two hours mm-hmm. at the most or to do something or 
one of the things I love by David Allen, he talks about in getting things done is we put a very broad to do on our list, but there's little to do's within that, that we are failing to acknowledge. So if we acknowledge these, every single step that's in that to do, then you're like, oh, well, I can make this phone call. That's going to take five minutes. Then I have to blah, 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 or, you know, whatever the, those steps are and knowing not only, so this big task is broken down and then you know how long those things take. And then the other thing is scheduling them. Mm-hmm. I use an electronic calendar. You know, I'm, I'm, I f- as an organizer and organizer coach, I feel like a person knows what's best for them. So I'm not going to force a person to say, oh, electronic calendars are the best way to go. Some, <laughs> some yeah. people's um, modalities defer them to using paper or whatever the case may be. But the end goal should be that it's scheduled and that it's flexible. Um, and knowing how long things take allow you to be both, do both, to schedule it and be flexible. I see getting very clear on what needs to be done and breaking it down into its parts instead of just keeping it into this big, well, I need to get this done and no, I need and all the different steps to do it and actually scheduling them out. And I bet by doing all of the, getting really clear on exactly all the tasks that need to get done, you could even delegate out some of those, dump some of them, (laughs) right? And then I could see how it'd be easy. You could be like, okay, I just need to get one thing done towards this today. And then you feel a sense of accomplishment. A little bit of the overwhelm goes away. I love this. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You're getting me all excited about this stuff. <laughs> a- I'm going to go do those projects right now. No. <laughs> well, a challenge that sometimes people can come across when they do this method is they start to s- realize that they've overbooked themselves. So when you start to write yeah. out everything and then you realize I've scheduled 40 hours of things and I only have 20, what do I do? Um, and as you mentioned, or as we already talked about dumping a lot of it and delegating it is some of the way to, um, minimize that challenge. Um, and another strategy that I've learned over the years, and I don't remember who came up with this. Um, but I did, I do remember where I heard it was from Julie Morgenstern when, um, she wrote, um, several books on, organizing and productivity. Two of her famous ones are um, organizing from the inside out and time management from the inside out. Um, Hmm. But one of, when I was uh, listening to her speak um, a few months ago, she mentioned men, mead, men, med and max. So basically sometimes a person approaches a to-do list, say you want to plan, um, an anniversary dinner. And the maximum is there's going to be a violin quartet at a fancy restaurant <laughs> and there's going to uh-huh. be roses all over the room. Um, <laughs> and, you uh-huh. know, a, a four-star chef is going to prepare his dinner. A medium would be, we go to a nice restaurant in DC and they know it's our, it's our anniversary. They gift us a bottle of champagne. Men would be, Uh 
oh, uh, a home chef comes to our house and I get <laughs> oh. a, a champagne bottle and a bouquet of flowers and we just sit here and, and talk while the chef prepares our dinner. Like, there you know, go. so there's... Or Grubhub delivers our yes. dinner. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's just a Tuesday. <laughs> so, you know, you... Sometimes we create these to-dos and we're all, some people are always at max. <laughs> They're always doing uh, yeah. the top tier of everything and that can create overwhelm. But then if we approach it and say, what is the minimum we can do here? What is the medium? And what, you know, and of course, if you're already at max, you already know what that is, then yeah. you know whether you can scale up or scale down based on the time frame you have. And what was uh, the author's name again? Oh, I'm not sure she came up with um, that strategy, but I heard it from her, oh, okay. uh, Julie Morgenstern. Cool. So people can look her up if they yeah. want. Yeah. So lots of stuff on overcoming overwhelm. Now you did mention uh, consultations and stuff. Can you share a little bit about the services that you provide? Sure. Most people come to us because of our organizational services. Um, we have, a, of course, an organizing company, um, and we focus on the space of things. But a lot of times people realize if maybe they're in transition and, and this is just a one-time deal, they just moved in the area and they really want some organization done for the unpack and organize so that they can focus on why they moved to the area. Usually in the D.C. area, it's because of work. But in some cases, people struggle um, with organization, they may have chronic disorganization, which stems from, like we mentioned, some brain-based condition or just the lacking of the skills and knowledge, and they need um, coaching or they need, in addition to the organizational services that we provide inside their residence. And also we do corporate organizing. So it could be working with support staff, helping them to become more organized, um, putting systems mm. in place for them so that they can help the organization run better. Um, we can organize the support rooms, say the mail room or the break rooms, or if it's a business that does a service, um, the supply room, so that the business runs more efficiently. Um, and as I mentioned, we do trainings for support staff and helping them to be more productive and more in line with the the corporations, I guess their mantra or, or their culture. Yeah. When, as you're talking, that remind me of like a uh, Kaizen. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. Have you heard of that concept? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I just actually watched a video online where the guy uses the Kaizen um, efficiency effectiveness, mm -hmm. right? He used that to adjust where they put the, the dishes in um, the kitchen so that they could most efficiently unload the dishwasher. Mm. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. So, I mean, I could see like, hey, we could call you, come in and can you make life more organized here so that we're spending a lot less time doing normal house stuff and more time focusing on the stuff that we need to. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and work too, right? So work as well, like uh, the supply rooms and stuff. Cool. Sorry. You just, you got my brain going today. <laughs> yeah. I, when you were talking about that, I was like, I would wonder how that worked with the Kaizen method though. But yeah, uh -huh. that, that sparked my interest as well. 
Um, all you have to do on YouTube, uh, just Google and YouTube, um, using Kaizen to unload okay. the dishwasher. <laughs> I will do that. It's a pretty interesting video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what are, so you talked about overcoming overwhelm and you have quite a background in productivity and time management, putting you on the spot here. What are like your top three tips that you would share for anyone related to productivity or time management? I guess I'll reiterate one of the things is understanding and with that Mm -hmm. is awareness. Another thing I will say is to most people beat themselves up. I, you know, and that is such a deterrent to the, to, to the overcoming piece because you're, you're thinking I should do this or I should be like that. And recognizing or giving yourself space to understand that, especially when people are in transition, they start to list all of these things that just happened to them. And then they call me and they say, my house is a wreck. It should be better. But then they, you know, they go and talk about how, you know, a parent died and they got divorced and they had cancer and then the cat died. And you're just like, well, wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay if your house was a mess (laughs) when you were going through all of this. Yeah. And to understand that, once organized doesn't always mean organized. It's, it's, I tell people, it's kind of like practicing yoga. It's, or any other healthful thing, um, changing your diet, changing your exercise plan. It's a constant thing. And based on how things are going in life, they change, they flux. So um, giving yourself that space to be okay sometimes with the fact that things are in chaos, but Sometimes p- what people lack is the skills and knowledge to get, realign themselves back into the organized state. And so that's where they're kind of like, they're, they're drowning and overwhelmed. But not beating yourself up and recognizing that this is a natural occurrence. So lots of wisdom shared today. Is there a final piece of advice you have for our listeners? Sure. If you are in any of these um, pieces of overwhelm, we would love to help you. <laughs> we have, we offer a free discovery call. We'd love to hear from you. Excellent. So I will make sure and add uh, the information in the, the notes, the, the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us today, Thanks Andrea. Thanks again, Christina, for having me. If you'd like to learn more about Andrea, visit her website at dexteriousorganizing.com. Did you know that time is not your most limiting resource? To find out how to increase your productivity and have more time to do the things you love, visit secrettosuperproductivity.com.